Manufacturing is one of the most significant contributors to Asia-Pacific's economy and is undergoing rapid transformation. Mordor Intelligence forecasts that the Apex smart manufacturing market will register a compound annual growth rate of 7.57% over the forecast period of 2021 to 2026. Industry 4.0, one of the buzzwords of the decade or so, is the latest revolution in the manufacturing landscape fueled by the integration of production machines, wireless connectivity and sensors, all linked to a platform ecosystem that oversees the whole production line process and executes decisions autonomously. Now, smart manufacturing promises to transform businesses and achieve significant value by leveraging the Industrial Internet of Things, or IIoT, cloud and analytics solution. To understand how industrial IoT is transforming the manufacturing sector, we are joined by Simit Nambiar, Practice Lead for Emerging Technology at Asia Pacific and Japan at Rackspace Technology, to share with us his views on how to realize the promise of smart manufacturing with industrial IoT. Simit, welcome to Podchats for Future IoT. Thanks, Alan. Nice to be here. What are some digital transformation challenges faced by manufacturers in 2022? Most of the conversations that I have with customers are around how can they drive operational efficiencies within the factory or plant floor by better getting, you know, getting better insights from the data produced by the various machines. Start predicting machine failure, improve quality of the products, reduce defects, etc. For manufacturing companies, improving manufacturing operations is the ultimate goal or challenge. Take, for example, a car manufacturer. They would like to increase their production output to meet the market demand. And in most cases, they want to produce more than their competitors can produce to further earn market share in the particular segment that they are competing. In order to achieve this, they have to start right at the manufacturing floor. So to answer your questions, the first challenge is how can manufacturers unleash data and bring insights quickly? Insights, right? So to give you an idea, 95% of the data produced on the manufacturing floor today is unusable. There are more than 200 protocols in operation on the factory floor, which makes it hard to extract data. The manufacturing floor has a mix of legacy and modern equipment or machines, and most of the data generated from these machines are logged in vendor systems. There is a lot of value in unlocking this data from the factory floor as it provides the manufacturer real-time actionable insights. These insights can, in turn, help reduce downtime, improve quality across the manufacturing line. The challenge is in liberating the data from the factory floor. Once the data liberation has happened, manufacturers can start thinking about advanced use cases like predictive maintenance, animal detection, etc. The second challenge, which we see very commonly, is responding to business demands. The demands from the markets are changing. To give you an example, automakers are shutting down their combustion engine plants and moving to electric vehicles. Korean car maker Hyundai announced recently that they are shutting down their car assembly and moving to you know electric plants. So what is the challenge here? Manufacturers are met with demands for specialized products in you know smaller lot sizes. One of the challenges here is how do you respond to these demands? How can I be more agile and streamline the entire operations to accommodate these changes? Third, with all these changes happening, how do you enable the workforce? Walk into a manufacturing plant, and I'm sure you would see data being displayed on, you know, Microsoft Excel sheets on the monitors, which are, you know, refreshed periodically. But with Industry 4.0, there is so much data and insights available that the operational personnel can have the right information at the right time. These organizations have to learn to be paperless, upskill them to work with real-time dashboards, drill into real-time dashboards to ask questions that they have not seen answered before.
before. So manufacturers are increasingly moving to the cloud and have a shortage of cloud-native development skills, which is again a big challenge for manufacturers itself. And finally, I can't stress this more, a strong leadership and a clear vision is key to any digital transformation journey. Without this, any transformation journey will not meet its vision. A strong leader who can walk the talk, bring all the other senior leaders in alignment to transform the company is also a big challenge in most companies that are trying to transform themselves. A lot of uh, innovations we've seen today are related to connected devices. So how can an organization use connected solutions to build new revenue streams and enhance customer experience through think the words that you mentioned just now, real-time, cloud-powered, and intelligence? Absolutely. All right. I've been working with a lot of device manufacturers in the last uh, at least seven to eight years, right? So device manufacturers are increasingly connecting their products, not only to provide value-added services to the customers, but also to create new revenue streams and business models. Smart homes is the top use case for connected products. And with smart homes, the drivers are things like security, energy efficiency, and things like that. So when I say security, you can start thinking about CCTV cameras, door locks, etc. Connected product makers are providing value-added subscription services on top of their product offering. I'll give you an example. In one of the places I worked previously, we used to do baby cry detection, glass break detection, gunshot detection using the mics embedded in cameras in a subscription model, which is a revenue stream which offsets the cost of the connectivity and the IoT platform cost for the device manufacturer. If you think about it, cameras might be having a lifespan of 10 years. So how do you sort of use the connectivity and the messaging cost to offset, you know, bring these subscription services, right? I'll give you another interesting example, which, you know, was from a healthcare device manufacturer I worked with. The problem that the healthcare device manufacturer had here is that once the device is sold to a hospital via a distributor, there is absolutely no revenue that the manufacturer can expect. However, once the device is connected to the internet, they are able to directly interact with the hospital via mobile apps of the device, provide consumables for diagnostic imaging, for example, warranty and repair services, parts, upsell, cross-sell, everything to the customer. So they are basically breaking the barriers, going direct to the customers, jumping the distribution. So spare parts have 25 to 30% margin, which is a great revenue stream that they are uncovering by connecting their devices to the cloud. So knowing the state of the device and its components, the manufacturer can organize servicing, warranty upgrades, and many more services directly to the customer. So by just connecting the device, you have seen there are two revenue streams, servicing and spare parts, right? So another another trend that we are seeing is subscription model. So there are some products in the market which are pretty expensive, like more than $1,000. So how do I position these products to customers in a subscription model so that they don't have to pay up front? These are some of the you know examples. I would also like to highlight connecting a device to the internet and providing a great experience is not a very straightforward project. Device manufacturers have skills shortage when it comes to cloud-native development, understanding the device lifecycle of a connected product, and most importantly, security of the device and all the communications that have, you know, go back and forth. Security is really important when you think about connected products as security flaws can impact the brand image in the market very, very easily. Earlier on, during the first part of our discussion, you mentioned the proliferation of data and protocols on the production floor. Now, as companies look to introduce IoT on the same manufacturing floor, how does this data from IIoT empower manufacturers to gain insights from their, as you say, fleet of distributed devices to enhance operations? So gaining insights is pretty much what most of the manufacturing customers really want. I like this quote around IoT and data. It goes like this. If you knew the state of everything and can 
can reason on top of that data, what problems would you solve? So when I say if you knew the state of everything, it is about every connected device. This is a great question to ask customers to see how can they transform by solving problems once the data from the machines are accessible to them in real time. So customers in both manufacturing and again in mining, where industrial IoT is widely being adopted, have been telling us that downtime within their factories or plants can lead to millions of dollars lost every year because they are not producing anything during that time. A McKinsey report states that advanced maintenance can save companies $630 billion by 2025. The issues customers want to tackle are along these lines. Prevent failures, breakdowns, downtime, minimize the risk. When I say minimize the risk, they will have contracts with uh, distributors or their customers. And if these downtimes happen a lot, they will not be able to sort of meet the demands of the customers and they might be breaking contracts. Prevent quality issues. This is a major problem that we see with the manufacturing customers. How can I figure out that there is a problem as the production happens on the production line without waiting for the whole lot to be produced and realize that I have to scrap it or, you know, sort of be declared that as wastage. Minimize recalls. Customers, especially in automotive, if there is a very small scratch as the car leaves the production plant, it's a recall. I mean, the customer would really say that okay, I don't want this car because it has a scratch on it. How do you make sure that there are no recalls at all? Because it's a very expensive process for a customer to offer the manufacturing customer to sort of, you know, pay for recalls and um, get the all the vehicles back into their plant to do the repairs. Optimize inventory and resources. Minimize maintenance and repair costs. So these are things that customers are trying to tackle. So industrial IoT is a very wide term. However, I can speak from the context of how we help customers. We see a lot lot of customers in manufacturing across Asia-Pacific and mining in Australia progressing very fast with industrial IoT initiatives. The first step in the journey towards a smarter factory or plant starts with the collection of data from factory floor equipment and the generation of key metrics which, when measured over time, can lead to actionable insights. We can call this phase as a data liberation phase. There is great value delivered in a very short time when you do something like this. The operational personnel on the ground now have access to real-time data dashboards, trends, etc., and are empowered now to take critical decisions. They are notified of threshold breaches in the measurements via emails or SMS. This phase, the data liberation phase, I mean, provides access to terabytes of equipment data within short periods of time. Once this data has been collected, the next phase is to look at data for advanced use cases like predictive maintenance and anomaly detection using machine learning. Here, we are moving from a very reactive approach to a proactive approach where the data from the critical assets are processed in real time and patterns that indicate machine failure are detected via predictions using machine learning techniques. This helps customers reduce downtime as the early indicators of failure can help them conduct maintenance, replace parts on specific assets that are showing signs of failure or even before the failure occurs, thus reducing downtime. The manufacturers can also place order for spare parts as they identify machine layer, you know, failure patterns to minimize the downtime and wait for spare parts. These are a few examples. Industrialized IoT powers manufacturers in many different ways, and we are seeing a surge in industrial IoT adoption in the Asia-Pacific region. Now, earlier I mentioned that the manufacturing sector contributes to a significant chunk of the Asia-Pacific region's GDP. And Singapore recently stated with its Manufacturing 2030 strategy that it wants to make sure it has a share of that pie. How does the adoption of IIoT help Singapore achieve its Manufacturing 2030 strategy and grow Singapore's base uh, by 50% of its current value? 
Uh, I don't think so. In 2021, the government had announced the Manufacturing 2030 plan. This was to grow Singapore's manufacturing sector by 50% of its current value, as you just, uh, you know, sort of uh, explained. So currently it's at 106 billion. In order to achieve that, Singapore will have to develop its own competitiveness through its, you know, ability to innovate quickly, produce higher value products, by not through lowering the cost of production or labor. Singapore will also need to ramp up its efforts to grow the size and capabilities of local enterprises in advanced manufacturing to create better job opportunities locally and also to create a highly skilled workforce that can be sort of used for advanced manufacturing use case. All things can be done through the adoption of industrial IoT and cloud technology for local manufacturers. With data intelligence collected, organizations are able to automate, predict, and innovate effectively and efficiently to truly achieve Industry 4.0 and compete very much in the region. The government has outlined a three-pronged strategy for this. So first it is to basically it will be to continue to attract best global and local companies in very niche areas that will help Singapore remain a critical node in global value change. Second, Singapore will ramp up its efforts to grow the size and capabilities of local enterprises in advanced manufacturing to create better job opportunities locally. And finally, the government will work with polytechnics and universities which are really required to make advancement in engineering and manufacturing. And here's the most difficult question for you. In 30 seconds, what does Rackspace do in the manufacturing space? So Rackspace is a systems integrator. And what we do in the manufacturing space is we are not a process automation company. Our focus is to help customers liberate data from the factory floor, which is probably the biggest challenge or the first step in the transformation journey of manufacturers. So when I say that, this leads them to, you know, talk about going to advanced use cases like predictive maintenance and anomaly detection and all of those machine learning use cases, which is the ultimate goal of most of the manufacturers. We start there because that's where we see a lot of customers in the Asia-Pacific region struggling to get the data out into the cloud and adopt cloud technologies. And secondly, from that point on, we also help them to sort of go into advanced use cases like predictive maintenance so that they can get value out of these use cases. Simit, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future IoT. Thanks, Alan. It was really good to talk to you. That was Simit Nambiar, Practice Lead, Emerging Technology Asia-Pacific and Japan for Rackspace Technology on the topic of realizing the promise of smart manufacturing with IoT. You are listening to Podchats for Future IoT. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future IoT. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future IoT. Bye for now.